Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Something Japanese, a word or something that you've learned. Sumasan! Sumasan is... Uh, pay attention and get to work, basically. It's, it's, it's excuse me, but they all liven up. GB likes that phrase um, because that, he, he likes people to react in his presence. I'm, I'm far more deferential. So I, I'm saying, exactly. I'm consistently saying, arigato, which means thank you. And pouring me drinks. Uh, yes, of course. <laughs> right, well, let's, let's get straight into the podcast then. So where are you right now, firstly? Because I can tell you, I'm in a very, I'm, well, in a, I'm in Manchester looking out at horrendous biblical levels of rain, which I was delighted about because it meant that mini rugby at Broughton Park was cancelled this morning. So I got to just sit at home and watch the entire Wales. Well, rather than, where are you? Rather than us tell you, what do you guess? I mean, where would you go if there was a World Cup on in Japan with many, many of the great Japanese cities hosting games? Where would you go, Tim? I'd be at an, probably a fan village because they've done some really amazing work sorting out fan zones or I would be at um, like an Irish, a, a generic Irish bar in Tokyo or Osaka. Where are you? Uh, well, obviously we're in Okinawa, which is a two hour plane ride away from, um, uh, away from Japan. I'm sitting sat in my bedroom now. Phil is sat in his room and we're all doing this just so we can record egg chases. Admittedly, we didn't fly to Okinawa so we could uh, record um, egg chases, but that's where we are. And I'm currently enjoying a Raikou lemon sour, which allegedly is like a beer, but it didn't taste very beery. Sounds quite Negroni-ish. Uh, it's certainly <laughs> not Negroni-ish. And I, I'm just about to open a can of Godo Strong 9%, and there's some generic citrus fruits on it. And a lot of yes. Is that Japan's answer to tenant super? Well, it's interesting. We don't really know because it depends what it depends sort of what percentage you look at. It clearly says eight percent, but down the bottom it says five percent alcohol. So I don't know what was was eight percent. Eight percent the amount of lemons in it. I've got no idea. But it, it, it's yeah. I'm basically drinking white lightning. Eight percent of yes. dentists recommend recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> no exactly. idea. So, so do, 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 yeah, go on. So we, we unfortunately had some bad planning on this leg of our journey, which meant that we've just flown from Osaka to Okinawa and the wheels touched down on the runway uh, at half time during what I have seen looks like an incredible game, but we've not actually seen a single second of it other than reading, reading about it online. Yeah, so can, you, was the game. can you 
yeah, can you talk us through some of the highs and lows? Well, firstly, when you're, I mean, admittedly, you're not, you're not only there for the rugby, you're there for the whole experience of the, the, the fine nation of Japan. However, when you look at the first month of the tournament, when you look at the pool stages, is there, is there a, like South Africa, New Zealand, obviously on the opening weekend, but actually other than that, is this one of the biggest game of the middle period of the pools with maybe England, France being the one towards the end is it this is one way you you build your plans around a game like this well i would say if you you know think about rugby in normal terms you probably yeah you, you probably might do that but the real experts the, the real people in the notion of on their day around going to watch japan beat island yes well this is that was the most competitive Absolutely true. I, I just, I, I want to, yeah, we'll get on to Wales, Australia in a minute, but actually you just brought that up. I, I just, you, you're in Japan. What was it like being in Japan and witnessing the whole social reaction to that win? Oh, I mean, they were devastated. Uh, the people everywhere, would, uh, they were um, a little bit embarrassed, I think. They didn't expect it, um, expect it to happen. Uh, there were tears, but um, yeah, people were very, very upset over here. That said, I was an Irish bar. Well, the Japanese, on the, um, <laughs> on the other hand, uh, were absolutely delighted. Uh, and actually, you know, most of the people in the bar were also absolutely delighted. It was phenomenal stuff. Yeah, the, the atmosphere in the bar, um, which there was... So I think everyone who wasn't Irish in the bar, regardless of where they were from, were supporting Japan. Of course. So there, there, were, a few, there were a few cheers for the Irish tries and then mm. the whole bar went nuts every time Japan and it, it was it was an increasing like excitement throughout the game um, where it became more and more realistic and likely that they were actually going to do it and at the end of the game there was people hugging people high-fiving people scree- screeching and squealing uh, with excitement it was, a, it was amazing amazing atmosphere and then everywhere, yeah. everywhere last night, pretty much everywhere we went, was showing highlights of the games. They were showing it so, in restaurants and pubs. And oh, that's amazing! Everywhere. That's great. I was yeah. going to say it's a nation of what? What is it? Fifty million people, and no, hundred and thirty. Much more than that. Hundred thirty. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's about like double the size of the. UK. I think it's double the size of the UK. So yeah. The population. Well, so when yeah. you think, oh wow, because when you think about uh, the impact that this result on home turf can have prime time at a weekend yeah yeah that is, so, that is for I mean, rugby that is massive yeah so the, so there's a guy who you might have heard of and um, i give him a lot of stick uh, eddie jones but actually his impact over there obviously he's already coached japan but the fact that he that he can speak it and admittedly he's very apologetic for his, for his japanese but you know he's a genuine household name uh like the messaging over here the tournament the way everyone's brought into it it's absolutely it's an absolute phenomenal job by world rugby yeah, it, it really is. It's, it's superb. Um, now, on, did, you, did either of you see um, Jamie Joseph's, Joseph's press conference where he was talking uh, about the, the preparation of, of the game yeah. for Japan compared to Ireland? Yes, so the phrase he used, he said, we've been planning for this game for a year, possibly three, and, yeah. and Ireland have been planning for it since Monday. Yes. Yeah, he's absolutely yeah. right there, wasn't he? Yeah, uh, and it, sh- it shows it shows the level of detailed preparation that they've done 
and just how much it means to, to get this scalp means so much to that uh, Japan yeah. team and the people. And, but the thing is, it's one thing to plan for. I mean, you know, I could plan to be ironing with Talk H over the next 10 years and we would still <laughs> never, never do it. It's another thing altogether to actually pull it off. And you know, rugby is a very sort of binary sport, which is power, 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 more power, more power. And it's just amazing to see not only that they did it, but how they went about doing it. Yeah. Loved yeah, it. I mean, absolutely loved it. Shotter Horry is one of my new favourite players. Mm. The hooker, Jimeno, is just, he's in with a shout for team of the tournament in the back row. Yeah. Oh. And, and, Michael, and Michael Leach, the way he responded to being put on the bench and then come on and play what, what 50 minutes. Oh my word, that man is a hero. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed either, I was watching it with a crowd of people, I really enjoyed holding court and telling them about why Maffey no longer plays for Bath. Um, <laughs> allegedly? Do we need to chuck an allegedly doesn't no longer no, play well, for Bath in there? Well, we, we, we've, not, we've not said anything on the podcast and such, but yeah, allegedly why he doesn't play for Bath. Uh, that, that was good fun. When he went down, though, I really felt that they might that they might struggle because he, he was playing really well. He's a big game, game line presence, a very, very good player. He was. Uh, the, the one thing I thought about Japan most of all is watching them. It was like, it was like old school rugby and also the future of rugby. Okay. Because it wasn't about huge men smashing contact. It was about just, um, it was just really unbelievable basic skills as the yeah. foundation to everything they did. And it's so, amazing. So, and, it, and it sort of reminded me at times some of the running angles they would do and some of the little lifts just before contact that reminded me of rugby 20 30 years ago and and also it feels like it could well be where rugby the direction rugby could go and if it does go that way well I, I just hope it does I hope it's the future of rugby as well well I don't think it is okay so the way I look at this is it was a great result but you know, you replay the game, the game what ten times? Do 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 Japan win five of them? I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure they do. So yeah, you can pull it off, and it's great when it happens. But international rugby is about winning games consistently, and it's just a, a much lower risk way to play how Ireland do, and that's what Ireland have done effectively. They've play, they've stripped their game down. They play a foundation of very low risk power rugby, and that's basically what wins you most most of your games. And the other stuff is nice to have, but first and foremost, it's about power. But you've you've got to have the ability to do something different. If the power's not working, which yeah, like won't... England, an island, the the power yeah, yeah. wasn't working, and and South Africa. So you've got three teams there who have who've tried that ultimate power game, and at times been found wanting when it's not been working, and they've got to flip. They've got to turn the switch to something else and uh, yeah. Japan, I mean, Japan have got that option Japan can do both and I think I think you have to so the All Blacks have that in their repertoire and to be the best in the world you've got to be able to switch the way that you play yeah um, just on the Ireland performance I thought it was very strange that they found a tactic which worked wonderfully Jack Carty was kicking uh, over the of the wingers yeah, putting them in pressure. It looked like it's... In fact, it worked an absolute treat. They go, they go up two, um, two tries and they just they get about it. Yeah. 
It was very weird. bizarre stuff. What, what, what that now puts Japan to number eight in the world rankings uh, above Scotland, who and, and the only reason I mentioned that because it's irrelevant because we were in a World Cup, but Scotland have never beaten a higher ranked team in a World Cup. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, so that wow. It was a bad result for Ireland. It is a monumental nightmare for Scotland. Just one thing, because I don't know, I don't know whether it was um, something that people were talking about in the bar, particularly if you were in amongst a bunch of Irish fans, but what did you think of Joey Carberry kicking the ball out of the end? Because he's got absolutely I, hammered online. So, I assumed he just didn't know the time. Now, weirdly, uh, I asked um, a certain premiership fl- uh, uh, fly-off about this. Um, not oh, how is AJ? Carberry. And he was saying, like, well, there's, there's, usually, there's always a clock at both ends so the flying off can sit, and you're always worth the time. Now, he, that was not in relation to this, I've got to say. This is like a few, month, um, a few months ago. I thought it was just an interesting point to see how professionals try and, manage, try and manage the clock. So, although maybe he didn't see the time, it's almost incomprehensible if you're an international player. You'd know where the clock is, you'd know. I mean, that's your job to know exactly what you're doing. So I guess my point was, were the Irish fans going, what are you doing? Everyone, everyone said, what what are you doing? Everyone was was frustrated. And it's a weird, it's a really weird one for me. Because if his decision was just to get the ball off the field, we'll take the losing bonus point rather than risk losing out on it. Then you kick directly backwards or you kick to the side. He, he deliberately went for distance, which yeah. kind of discredits the theory mm. that he he knew exactly what he was doing because he, he he only just made so he made such around the halfway line, but the ball only just went out. So yeah, it doesn't it doesn't ring true to me. Why would you risk it? Yeah, uh, no, yeah I, if your I, objective is finish yeah. the game, yeah. I I, so agree. I I think he yeah, I did. I think it's it's him just dropping the ball. Just, just as in um, figuratively, just not checking the clock and thinking he's got time when he actually doesn't. Oh, poor guy! I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go. I, mean, I, I, I don't. I don't disagree on that. That it was in in Joey, in Carberry's case, it might have been more by luck than judgment. But I think it was the right decision, which is my general yeah. general overriding right, I mean, point, which I think a lot of people seem to have missed. It's like Ireland had to go a hundred meters to yeah. maybe. Get, even if they scored a try, they then have to convert it as well to maybe get one extra point. But having the one point in the bag at that point, in this pool, any, th- any three of those teams can still get knocked out. It's, yeah. But, but with, that, but with that one point they picked up, it's much, much less likely to be Ireland. So I agree. Suspect, I agree it was the right decision. Yeah, so I, I suspect, well, hell, before I go, go, go into that, if you just offered that to Joe Smith and said, look, um, I'm not going to t- tell you tell you tell you the result, but you get the bonus point if you want it. I wonder what, what um, I wonder what he would have said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I mean, for, for one thing, I th- he looked absolutely furious, and obviously he wants to win a World Cup with Ireland. He's the world number one ranked team, and um, that's mm. a huge dent. But but secondly, that is a advantage Gatland for the New Zealand job, isn't it? Or advantage Jamie Joseph? Yeah, Lucky, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The more I think about this Jamie Joseph thing, like the, just just the more amazing it becomes. Do you think of it as a superior victory than the one against South Africa? Um, 
it uh, wasn't a great South Africa team, was it? But it was still a good, really, still a very good South Africa team four years ago. Um, um, that was completely by surprise. I sort of think because they've already done it once, Ireland would not have gone into there thinking that they could, uh, thinking you know, thinking like 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 South Africa did. Yeah, uh, just coming in a bit complacent. Yeah, yeah they'd be more yeah. prepared for it. Schmidt Schmidt specifically said that he said he got asked the question: Do you think uh, were you surprised at how good, um, how competitive um, Japan were? And he he explicitly said, "No, not at all. We, we've not um, we've not underestimated Japan. We knew they were going to be very physical. We knew they've got the skill out wide. We knew they can control the game. And Tamura is a great um, composed fly half. We knew all that, but we didn't answer the questions on the day." Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm, what I'm a so, nightmare! Just what a, a nightmare for them. Very brief interlude. Like, um, how? What are the? Because I, I, have not been to Japan. I would love to go. I, I intend to go at some point. But... You wouldn't enjoy it, mate. You wouldn't enjoy it. No. For you. <laughs> what? What, what, had, are the, um, what are the Japanese like yeah. on a night out? They're okay. They're okay. Um, I, I tell you what, uh, Osaka is it's just a weird place. Everything, all the bars are really, really small. Um, to, so far, maybe someone can correct me. We've not been to any like higher end sort of areas. It's kind of, kind of lots of dingy little drinking holes. But that just could have been like could have been the area. But same in Kobe too. So I quite like the, the traditional Japanese uh, uh, drinking places. They're they're quite the fun. But yeah, um, they're into it. To put it mildly. Cool. And, the, yeah. do, and, and do they do they like uh, do they like a beer or do they just go for shots? I do, do they go out late? Do they go? I, I don't know. What's the sort of culture? Night out thing on the beer. Until you, I'll tell you um, what we saw yesterday. So we went to a um, traditional um, traditional Japanese restaurant, quite small. Um, Jay wasn't with us. Jay was watching or trying to trying to watch the Liverpool game at the time with, with some of our friends. Um, and no, South Africa game. Oh yeah, and, and there was that as well. Has been a professional film. <laughs> but sorry, there were ten. We had ten courses, ten course set menu, oh, wow. which was um, mostly awful. So mostly there was quite a bit of intestine um, in there. <laughs> um, it was kind of it ranged from the delicious to the disgusting, um, the mm. food. But when when we ordered. So we didn't know this at the time, but we ordered. And the waiter comes over and he's got a little uh, pocket translator thing, a little dictaphone translator. And he speaks into it for about five seconds and then plays it back to us. And it said, the set menu you have chosen includes unlimited free drinks. 90 minutes, <laughs> your time starts now. And so we had... So, Challenge so this was a traditional meal. And there was two young girls on the table, Japanese girls, um, mid-twenties on the table next to us who were doing the same thing. And they, they put away... So we were drinking Jim Bean highballs, which seems to be a common drink uh, in Japan. So Jim Bean and ginger, which is, is a lovely drink. Uh, not quite any gruny, but no. They, they put these two girls, put away, I don't know, 10, 12 of them in the 90 <laughs> minutes that we were there. They drank way more than us. <laughs> So um, the the other thing that we experienced Tim, is we ordered a round of non-alcoholic beers. Okay, sounds like a disaster. But listen to this: you add your own alcohol. What is that? What is that all about? So you what? get like basically a whole pint glass of spirits. You pour your non-alcoholic beer, and then you add your spirit to, to the beer. Yeah, 
We've had that in a couple of places now. Wow. Yeah. And so and another another interesting one for you, and no one wants to hear any more that much more about, about Japan. But um, first night in, we spent a small... Uh, we, we basically spent about the same amount of money as a small nation's GDP on, on, uh, on Kobe, Kobe beef. Oh, and, uh, yes. We both independently, me and Phil, as we were washing down this... It, it, sounds, it tastes like meat, which has somehow been infused, infused, with, infused with butter. And we both independently said to each other, Tim would hate this. <laughs> that, that Kobe beef was oh, sensational. Was oh, unreal, and the prawns that they cooked, cooked us were literally alive when they hit the hot plate. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think I'll, I'll ever eat uh, a dead prawn ever again. <laughs> <laughs> amazing, amazing. Right. Well, I'll tell you what was incredible as well was the game that you missed. So JJB, like a Welshman. Do you know what? Actually, now I think about I it, it, I was so tense watching this game and. I am. It's horrible, isn't it? I, I am just wired as an Englishman to have a, you know, a general dislike on the sporting arena for both of these nations more than most other nations. So for me to be that tense watching the game, I, I, I cannot imagine how you would have been watching it. Well, I'm going to rewatch it tomorrow and we'll dial in again and just give you reaction. But I can tell you, just by looking at my phone, it felt nervy. Just watching those scores update and Australia slowly creep back into it. But let's not let, let's you know, let's not make any bones about this. This is an enormous result for, for Wales. They've beaten um, Southern Hemisphere teams, never in the World Cup. Yeah. So to so Wales going on the back of this, they beat them last time round, didn't they? Uh, last November. But before that, yeah. they were on a, a run of eleven or twelve consecutive they, losses. They couldn't. They couldn't put Australia away. I think Australia had thirteen men last World Cup, and they couldn't yeah. do it then. You know, so this yeah. is. Don't underestimate how massive this is. So uh, yeah, it's, it's you know, it's uh, it's encouraging. Let's put that way. Let, 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 let's not get carried away with it. I want you to. Um, so before we actually get into the actual game, I want you to hear Michael Checker after the game uh, because, well, he was. Not best pleased. Uh, Hold on. Come on. I appreciate that. Your words now. Just give us an insight as to what went wrong in that game. Oh, I'm just going to flick to 4G on my phone because I don't know what is going on with my internet. I think it's the weather. Hold on. <laughs> well, whilst you um, flick to that 4G, I would just want to ask Phil. Are you now on the Asahi can, with, which has got a pineapple on it? No. No, we, we, you got four different cans. I've got Have a, I? yeah, I got a, a Hab, Ball Energy Highball, 6%. Hold on, I've, I've, I've got an energy one somewhere. Or have and I? I've got, I've got a Godo Strong 9% that tastes like a grapefruit. grapefruit. It might be, is it Yuzu, Yuku? Phil, oh, so, just, just an observation, your voice is, is in better shape than JB's at the minute, so mm. well done. Oh. I do a lot more talking. He, he, he did a lot of shouting in the Irish bar when Japan were winning yesterday. <laughs> he ruffled a few feathers yesterday. And we, we were both, we, me and Jay were actually doing karaoke together at oh, 5 yeah. a.m. in the centre of a shopping centre this morning. Which tune? Um, so well, well, I'll tell you which tune we didn't do. Uh, we didn't do Gary, Gary Puckett Young Girl. I can believe that they did that. that, 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 that. <laughs> <laughs> Baby's favourite karaoke song. 
we, we did, not, Tim. I could not invent. I could not invent a funnier rugby song than "Young Girl." Tim, we we did, we did as a duet. The two of us did "Ride on Time" by Black Box. Wow! <laughs> wow! <laughs> wow! Yes, we did. Was that was unbelievable? That was. We we really nailed those high notes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, on that bombshell. You know oh, go on. They all, they all who didn't have Nickelback Rockstar. Yes, they had That's a limited selection. Yeah, really yeah. disappointing. Especially for them. Oh, anyway, there you go. Michael Checker. Uh, I really appreciate that. Thank you for your words, Al. Just give us an insight as to what went wrong in that game. Went wrong. I lost by a few points. I think we're doing that. Yeah, we just lost by a couple of points here. It was a tight contest. No, that's the way it goes sometimes. Once again, the substitutes make it a massive impact. Does that bode well for the rest of this tournament? I'm not thinking about the rest of the tournament right now. Just thinking about what happened tonight for the moment and then I'll think about the rest of the tournament later. Tournament well and truly not over for you. What positives are you going to take from this game? Well, mate, any any positives we take, we'll keep to ourselves, I think, because uh, we're looking good in the scrum tonight. Got penalised, I'm not sure. Maybe Australia's not allowed to scrum any good. And uh, so I'll just keep them to myself. So I know you're expecting me to go, so I'll just keep my powder dry and we'll see where we end up. I quite uh, like I no. quite like the Michael Checker, rather than going off at anything, just said, oh, I'm not going to say anything. To, I'm not going to say anything. He was hurting. No, you, know, you, you, you can leave your passive-aggressive nonsense you know, elsewhere. Uh, but the whole thing was weird then. I mean, who was the interview? That, that was Rob Vickerman. That was Rob Vickerman, our mate Rob. Our mate Rob. Uh, right, yeah, because like I, I think I would lose my rag there. I mean, I just don't. You know, he, he's done very, very well. He's done very well to keep calm, uh, especially when he said, "Yeah, I'll, you know, I'll keep it to myself," or like, you know, or uh, we just lost by a couple of points. Losing by a couple of points is not the reason that you lost. It's it's what happened. The reason that you lost maybe all the other elements, you know, in, inside of the game. JB, sorry, it's just on a technical thing. Have you moved the phone away from your mouth a little bit? It might just be signal. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm still exactly, exactly oh, where I was before. It might just be the signal, but you're, you're coming through loud and clear now. So, sorry, just finish the point you were making about Michael Checker. Yeah, I just think he's been a bit passive aggressive there, and he's not really, you know, he, 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 should, he should answer his questions better. Um, Rob Vickerman handled that pretty well, as yeah. well, I thought. I'd be pretty angry with him. Yeah, you you've had a few um, irate DORs um, that you've had to interview, Tim. How how is it when you've got someone who's well in that who's just giving you nothing, just making a few word statement on things? I think you just you you keep asking the you you just keep asking questions as exactly as as Rob, Rob did, did there, um, because it's it's um that's yeah. Uh, that's all. That's all you can do. And actually, a lot. Of, I think a lot of people will come away thinking what JB did. That uh, what a belligerent, uh, passive aggressive. Yeah, I kind of. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I kind of get it. Yeah, I, sort of on the fence. I'm, I kind of get it because he wants to win so so much. But sometimes they, they do lose sight of the whole point of the is entertainment. To give, you know, to, and give the fans something. So yeah, mixed. Uh, yeah, well, so in, t- in terms of the game, let's just deal with why Michael Checker might have been upset. What, what, a, what an incredible match, first and foremost. I've no, it, it no idea. Yeah. So Wales had a 15-point lead at half-time, a lead which no one in a World Cup... It was um, 
it would be the biggest margin to come back from at half time, I think. And, and Australia nearly did it. Um, Matt Tamua came on in the second half, and a couple of other um, guys came off came on in the second half and really made a difference. And Wales who, would be delighted they managed to cling on. Who did Tamua come on for? Was it Foley or did he come yeah. on in the centre? Um, came on for Foley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he came on and really injected a bit of pace and. Yeah, it made a massive difference. And I mean, if I was Australian, I'd be very, very upset. And I think, yeah, 100%. Lots about the offside not being refed and that kind of thing. So so where are the contentious points here? Um, Well, for one, Australia had a dominant scrum and Wales got the rub of the green on a number of decisions. It was, it didn't make sense. Uh, there was a very contentious moment which led to, uh, I think, where it was like basically like an eight to ten point swing. I think it might have been, even been a ten point swing in the game, which was massive towards the end of the first half. Where and, it, and there's been a lot made about tackling high, making sure the tackler has his tackle position lower, and that's led to some red cards. Not for Piers Francis, but we'll get onto that in a minute. Um, uh, but Reese Patchell went went in. He was on for Dan Bigger. Um, who had gone did off he take with, a knock? Yeah, he, t- he went, went off with an, with an HIA again, purely because his tackle technique was dreadful. Very brave, but it was terrible, bad technique, and he came off worse with a, with a concussion. So yeah. Reese pa- Patchell comes on. Uh, Samu Karevi is going through with a powerful run, holding the ball at chest height, like like kind of like a like an NFL okay. running back with both arms round the round the ball. Yeah, Patchell, no, I have seen this clip. Reese Patchell tackles him, which I mean, if if Karevi hadn't got his hands up high, Reese Patchell's going off for a red card for a shoulder to the head. Somehow, Luke Pierce, who I think was the, I, I don't, Luke Pierce was part of it, part of it, and then and then Roman Poit and a New Zealand TMO seems to love having a look at very very minimal issues again and again and again mm. in slow motion. Um, they managed to decide that Karevi had. Had done a forearm smash into Reese Patchell's face. It happens for my, for my perspective. Yeah, I'm, looking at, I'm looking at it. Uh, yeah, I've seen the clip. Crazy. Do you know that whole clip is sort of what's wrong with rugby at the moment? Which is like, yes, it's just it's just bad defending by Patchell. That's all yes. it is. It, 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 Reese Patchell can't defend. Okay, let's just, right, let's move on. Just watching that, it really reminds me of the Alessana Tuilagi incident at the I think it was the last World Cup where. He, he ran in very strong body position and a Japanese player went too low, got his head on the wrong side and Tuolagi's knee hits the Japanese player in the head. A total accident because the Japanese player got his head in the wrong place, Tuolagi ends up with a four-week ban. Which <laughs> this is weird. Looks, looks like, the same. And it, it's, it's bloody difficult because the way the laws are written and the way they want them enforced, you know, the, the refs have got to take action. The laws are there for good reason. But yeah, we somehow need to come to an accommodation where you know that's just a play on, isn't it? There, there's nothing yeah, yeah. to really worry about. Yeah, and, 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 a, and a great ref there. And, and again, I think a ref who'd been an ex-player, and this is what disappointed me because Carl Dixon was on the sideline and he has played the game. I think anyone with real empathy for the game would have said at that point, "Do you know what? The, the, the laws are there to try and to try and affect the behaviour of the tackler. You've gone high there." Unfortunately, that, that, that's what happens. Let the boys play. Which is a phrase, by the way, which Matt Gitto actually used. He used the phrase today, let the boys play. Exactly. As, as he well should. Uh, yeah, now, just 
I mean, obviously, I've not seen the game, but I would say if Manchester's that annoyed about things, uh, and you know, you've said there's some contentious points here, Tim. I've also heard that there's probably the opposite side. Um, oh, like, Jay, just stop. Uh, I'm really struggling. It's going very muffled. Is, is that the same for you as well, Phil? Sorry. There you yeah, go. Jay, there you go. Jay That's, went better. Muffled, then. That's better. Yeah. That's better. Is that? Is that better? Yes. Much, yes, better. much better. Um, what was I saying? Yeah, uh, apparently Gareth Davis looked like he might have been offside for his intercept. Uh, yoddy, 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 like yeah. all, um, all that stuff. Ultimately, Australia have n- nearly overhauled um, a, a, pre- a, a pretty large lead. As you said, that like, that would have been a record. And Wales aren't too good in world number one. So, yeah, it's not a complete disaster for Australia, it's my people, but obviously they want to win everything. And they'll know they're probably, well, hopefully, touch wood if results go our way, they'll know they're going to play England now in the quarters. All, all Ooh. Whoa, 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 hang on. Why it's would they be playing England in the quarters? It's safe to say that they will be playing the best team in pool. Yes, uh, let me, uh, I should say uh, that. Whoever, right. whoever is on the best form at the end of the, the pool stage and from pool C, they are, will most likely play Australia. Yeah. Now, I was lucky enough, actually, to watch Argentina play. And uh, following this, Tim, I think it's safe to say I'm far more confident about England's chances leaving the group than I was a week or, a week or so ago. Well, yeah, 100%. Let, let, me, let me just keep you on this game for, for just a minute, the right. Wales-Australia. But we'll, no, we'll broaden out because um, it was Alan Wynne-Jones broke a Welsh record. Of oh, caps. God, I thought you were going to say a finger or a leg or something. No, 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 I'm just... <laughs> Jesus Christ, Tim. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying... Signpost well, before you talk, mate. There were loads of Japanese people in the crowd who were singing the Welsh national anthem. They've learned it. There was um, oh Wainwright is a is a bloody star in the making. Yeah, mm. he's, he, he's, he's a talented boy. Got on does it again. Yeah, again, and um, and Wales showed a lot of bottle. And what I really liked about Wales, very much in the mould of Warren Gatland, is how streetwise they were. They were. They had bad discipline, but they didn't get on the wrong side of the referee. So for, they know when they've, they've got that thing which good sides have, which New Zealand have always had, where they know when to be, when to when to give away penalties, when to be naughty. When to be naughty. Yeah, and and they're yeah. they're very very good at knowing when to be naughty, and uh, oh. and, and I love it. And Gareth Davis is having a, a great World Cup. A lot of people were saying months ago that oh, the, not having Reese Webb, they should get him back. It's got a huge blow. Reese who? Yeah, well, you know, look, there's still room for two world-class like, um, scrum halves. Uh, but yeah, Gareth Davis has been playing well for years. I mean, he, he, I, think, I think he's a brilliant scrum half. He's so I'm just, looking, I'm just looking, there's a, uh, a Rugby World Cup, um, at Rugby World Cup Twitter, little video, inter- post-match interview with Gareth Davis saying, so he got man of the match, nine carries, 112 metres gain, yeah. three defenders beating, two clean breaks, one try. Which are huge numbers for a scrum half. <laughs> he's all right, isn't he? And and even more importantly, he's uh, he's taking his match shirt off and he's just in a, a compression vest. Bloody hell, he's in good shape. Yeah, he's well, in superb like, shape. And he seems to score important tries, particularly in, in particularly in World Cups. Um, but if, do you boys remember the last World Cup? Uh, he scored a try against nope. uh, against England. Nope, don't remember it. Yeah, that was a, I was another uh, another good one. So um, yeah, he's 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 an outstanding player. Mm. He really is. I'll tell you who who really impressed me today was Justin Tipperick. Uh, bearing in mind he was up yep. against Pooper, 
he had an absolutely brilliant game as well. So, uh, I mean, I, I called it, you know, when we did our the, the, the Betfair. Um, oh, no. Oh, no. Do, do you know what my, my, my Betfair bet was? Yeah, it was Wales to win without scoring a try. Bloody hell. Was that before the Howley incident? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like it's not, Rob hey. told me, right? Rob told me that there was going to be no tries. I can't believe it. <laughs> well, <laughs> listen, you, you can't feel as hurt. By, at least you waited. At least it was only in the first few minutes where your bet crumbled. Mine crumbled because I said England by more than four or by 40 points or more. And they go and not, oh, yeah. just kick the ball dead in the last <laughs> minute. I was absolutely <laughs> livid. I bet you were. I bet you were. Oh, just for legal reasons, uh, Rob did not tell me that. So uh, <laughs> I think it's, I want to be explicitly clear. We, we only endorse responsible gambling here. Um, uh, yeah. So maybe, maybe I'll, I'll be looking for. I'll be looking forward to seeing your reaction when you. Um, yeah, when you see the the, the Australia Wales game and, and or extended highlights of it or whatever. I think. I think. Um, I think you'll be very very happy. You'll be glad you probably in a way didn't see it live, Jay, because you would have been a wreck. I bet. Yeah. Do you want to talk quickly about England? Yes. What what was the experience of going going to the game? In fact, just what are the what are the fans like? Who are the who are the fans that you've really enjoyed the most as you've been around? Because you, I, I got uh, from a couple of the messages you spent a bit of time with some South Africans yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, a, a, a great guy. Uh, guy, can I mention his name? No, I won't. I won't, I won't, I won't mention his name just in case. Um, yeah, uh, just. The classic rugby behaviour, which is you know you rock up at a bar, you start wa- start watching the game, ten minutes in you say oh like good tackle, and before you know a good tackle has turned into a twenty minute discussion about scrums, and then before you know it, you're best mates. So that's exactly what happened. So we went out with a guy Stu last night. He was uh, he was tremendous. Yeah, and and all the fans we've met, um, we've been chatting to loads loads of fans, mostly South African, Australian, Welsh, Irish, English. They're, um, they're all stopping you in the street as you walk past, going, "JB, Phil." <laughs> no, <laughs> def- definitely not only, doing that. Only once. <laughs> but, only once has it happened. But everyone that we've met is so everyone's out here and loving being out here because it, it's such an amazing country and loving the rugby and it, it has just been such such good fun to um, watch watch rugby with people who who care enough to travel um, yeah. and spend this much money um, going to see their team it's, a lot so, of money. it's been brilliant yeah um yeah so in england uh they've got argentina next week right yes um yes that, next saturday is that, is that, so that's the game that we will be going to we are uh, at that game jimmy i so this is the first time that i've really been very very Hmm. I'm going to say very confident, more confident um, about England because did you manage to catch Argentina yesterday, Tim? Uh, yeah, I did. They were well. I mean, they got the job done. They got the they got the points, but it might. I mean, <laughs> but but think about how we were after England beat Tonga. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. You, you're exactly right. You're exactly right on that point. I think they did a better job than England against Tonga. It's very very hard to compare. They just look so full. They look so full leg. They look like they've got rare, very talented players and they're forcing them into their system and it doesn't bring the best out of them. Then when they do do something amazing, it's through some individual piece of the plan. And I wonder if it's going to be a little bit too constrained and then England are going to batter them. Jay, you've gone uh, distant again. Hello? 
There Hello. you go. Whatever, whatever you're doing now, just keep doing that. Yeah. Yep. We'll we'll do. Uh, yeah. Did you catch my bit about? Uh, never mind. Just that. Just, just <laughs> that I'm more that I, I'm more confident on England now. Yeah. It it is for England. It's not. There's people who I've spoken to who are certain, absolutely certain that England will be fine. And just Ooh. I'm I'm not I'm not certain. I think it's probable. But yeah, it's not definite. It's, it's, it's like, definitely not definite. Like, things things can happen. There can be yeah. there can be incidents. There can be twists. There can be turns. It can just be bad days at the office. And if if a few people have bad days at the office, it's a problem. Right. Yeah, I'm, it I'm is. I'm nervous. I'm so nervous. I I really want to see. So I I I think the USA game was a better performance. It wasn't a perfect performance, but it was a better performance than the Tonga game. I want to see another better performance. If England put in a better performance against Argentina than they did against USA, and that's not to say they're going to beat them by 40-odd points because Argentina are a much better team. But if they put in a better performance, um, they should win. Mm. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely favourites. Um, the, the thing which I keep thinking about is the USA game. I don't think they were particularly cohesive. They made a lot of silly errors. Uh, Jonathan Joseph was the best player on the park playing a country mile. I felt, um, yeah. It, I think it's more. Hmm, I, I don't know really. I, I think it's maybe a bit more, bit more, bit more of a toss than a lot of England fans think. But conversely, I'm a bit more confident on England than I was before. You, 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 you keep disappearing down a well. Yeah, well, I see. You. Um, you, me- you mentioned Jonathan Joseph there in your mumblings. Um, yeah. So he he was brilliant. I think. I think. I've, I've only watched short highlights back, Tim, and obviously we were at the stadium. But yeah. I'd be interested in getting your perspective because the, the, the other guys that stood out for me were the three flankers. So yes. um, Curry, Ludlam and Wilson when he came on. Wilson, yeah, energy, 100%. Yeah. yeah, the energy of those boys. And that's, I think, that having those, those three guys and then Underhill to throw into that mix, those four guys... Who can add that energy? Who can add that explosivity? The destructive level of defence. I think that is really, really important. The way they're playing will yeah. be key for England. I, I, but watching on the telly, and again, you, you've got a very different perspective at the ground. I w- was massively impressed by England. I think that was a, albeit it was against the USA, I think that was a performance that had other, all other nations, and particularly looking at Wales and Australia's pool, I think it would have... Um, I would have. I think it was the sort of performance that Michael Checker and Warren Gatland would have been looking at. Going, if we can, if we can avoid England in the quarters, if they finish top of the pool, let's make sure, make sure even more we want to win this game against Australia. Because um, I think England looked excellent. Really, I like the power and the pace. And um, I mean, he's got a big decision, Eddie Jones, about where to go in the midfield. We put a little Twitter poll up, yeah. and fifty-five percent of people said they wanted Ford, Farrell, Manu as the starting midfield. Would you go along with the majority of our excellent listeners? No. Well, the problem is you've got must-have, must-have players, right? And I think Jonathan Joseph is now a must-have player. He's, played, he's been absolutely brilliant since, since, since he's got, got fit again. But then you've got to have the captain, and you've got to have Manu, and you've got to have Ford. Uh, Ford probably misses out. But I think I'd probably, I might be tempted to go Ford, Manu, and then Tulangi. Manu, he's not been playing Manu. So he, he, it looks like his first two choices for 12 are 
Farrell and then Piers Francis. So JB, you just said you just said Ford, Manu, to and then to Alangi. Did you mean Sorry. Ford, <laughs> Manu, <laughs> Joseph? Sorry, Ford, Manu, to Alangi is what I was saying. Then obviously Phil interrupted me, and then Johnson, Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> so J- J- JJ is is in great form because um, he he was injured for quite a lot last year. Yeah, he, he's come back in superb shape. The guy's mad. Um, I mean, I forgot how good he was. I do. I probably would agree with our superb uh, Twitter followers. Um, and I probably would go Ford and Farrell with Tuolagi and then JJ on the bench. And JJ can cover a multitude of positions from the bench. How are they um, back? And, and change things up. And, and if you've got Manu tenderizing the 13 channel, then you can get uh, a bit more um, space for JJ when he comes on. So I don't mind mm. that, that option. Yeah, because it's, it's a strange one, isn't it, to have to move one of your best players into a different position. So playing Manu, well, that's the problem. They're either going to have to move their captain to 12, and he's got a checkered past at 12, I, I would argue. Um, or you're going to have to move your best man to the centre. Well, hello? Hello. Yeah, you have to move one of your best outside centres or a guy who plays his best rugby outside centre to 12. You know, that's well from I can't believe it for four years we're still Hello, Jay. Hello. Are you doing anything when 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 it Hello? Yeah, hello. hello, hello. Are, are you doing are you doing anything? Is the phone moving in any way? Nope. Okay. I, I, completely I, I, still. I can guarantee the phone will be moving slightly. <laughs> I can guarantee it's not. <laughs> um what was I saying? Right, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I can't believe that we're four years down the road here, and they still are not settled on twelve. And you know, to make it work, you either got to be managed to twelve, like like you did against Ireland. I think that's a solid thing. Bente has di- like disappeared. I don't think Farrell is the answer. He's got a chuckered history at twelve. Um, it's just you know, it, it's almost good enough, but it isn't. Good enough. It... <laughs> <laughs> right, let's, let's let's just ignore that last word. I didn't hear it. <laughs> Let's ignore it. I uh, I think JJ after fifty minutes when defences are tired could be a little little stick of dynamite that Eddie Jones can chuck onto the pitch. But tear. yeah, I tell you what, you're thinking of like him going you're thinking of him going forward, and that's great. I think of him in, in, in defence as well. And I actually think I would start him because he makes him so much more solid. Yeah, yeah, he's got the spot going forward, but his defence is awesome. So I I do actually agree with that. I, I think Manu can potentially be a bit of a liability position-wise and decision-making-wise in, in defence mm. because he wants to put in the massive hit. Yeah. And the massive hit is not always the best option. Well, it's most of it. 99% of the time it is. Regardless no, of outcome. <laughs> Regardless of how high it is or whose <laughs> head comes off, it's usually the best option. It is for the viewing public, at least. <laughs> Well, listen, uh, while we're... There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. On England, uh, Trevor Morgan has emailed us, contacteggchasers at gmail.com with a little okay. England, England World Cup quiz. Very, very Ooh, yes, please. So I'll t- JB and Phil, you're in different rooms. Um, we are. You can take each other on right now. So what he's done okay. is, he, he's, 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 the quiz is, name the three England players in the squad for the following positions in the following World Cups. Okay. So, and you get, a point for, okay. you get a point for each correct one. You can only have three, you can only have three guesses. I, I'm, I'm going to trust you to be honourable about it. You're in Japan after okay. all. The, the, the nation, of, it's all about honour. Yep. So... Yep. 1999, England's fullbacks. 1999, bloody hell. All right. Oh. Oh, God, I've got some wild ones here. So I've got one definite, one maybe. Hello? Sorry, yeah, I'm here. And then Phil, yeah, yeah. you feeling all right? I've got one possible... Okay. I'm not sure. 99 is kind of. I, I do have memories of it, but not in the ago. same details. No, yeah. of course. Right, of course. I get that. So, okay. Yeah. Um, go on right, then. Okay. Uh, so, Phil, Phil, give us one. You're, Matt Perry. You're Matt Perry is mine. Yes, That's Matt Perry was one of them. Go on then, JB. What else you got? Okay. I've just changed my, Okay. I've got two more, and I know one of them. Tim Stimson. Is incorrect. What? That's an outrage. We got another one. Uh, I'm going to go with Nick Be- Nick Beal. Is correct. Yes. Oof. So I, I would not. I would not have got that. I'm, there is, I'm, I'm, there I is know one more, Bill. So I'm going to give you. If, if you wanted to guess, you can just say pass. If you're not bothered, but I can give you one more guess. The only thing would be if if anyone else played. Mike might might have got in as well. Mike Cat's just. Uh, Centre, surely. Do you want to do you want to say that, Phil? JB's just giving you one. You could just guess it. <laughs> fine, fine. Give me Mike Cat. Correct. You both have two points. Two thousand and three. Yes. Two thousand and three. The England's three centres. Three. Two thousand and three. Okay. One. Yeah. Oh, easy. Yeah. More no problem. No problem. Okay, so uh, I'm sure you can say the two centres, the ones that started in a. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Excluding Mike Cat, who we've already had in the last one, the other three. Right, no, no more Mike Cats then. Fine. No more Mike okay. Cats. Yeah, okay. Well, didn't Mike Cat go? Did he, did he go in? No, yeah, go on. Um, so, so the two centres in the World Cup final were? In the World Cup final were Greenwood and Tyndall. Yep. You got those? Last who, one? Who, who's the other centre that in that squad? I've got it. I think. So I think I think I've got it as well. Stuart Abbott. Stuart Abbott was what I was going to say. Correct. Three points to the pair of you. It's yeah. five all. As we move Easy. on, to, as we move on to two thousand and seven, and England's wingers. Ooh. Okay. This gets tricky now because this is a hard squad to remember. It's so forgettable. Even though they made yeah, the World, World Cup final. 
Wilson know, final. They were forgettable. I mean, they, they were a farce. Well, there's one name I'd hope everyone, every English fan will probably get because it's, uh, it was a painful memory. I, I can, I yeah, can only almost, imagine it. It wakes the guy up at night still. 12 almost years. scored a try in the corner, but for a TMO inter- intervention. Hmm. So, so, and also, you know, people playing opposition and all sorts. It's a weird, it's a weird one, this. All right. So, I have, think I've got three. Okay. Okay, go on. So, I, I know, I know I've got two that I'm confident with. One who might be classed as a fullback, but probably, yeah. or possibly played on the wing. And then one who I'm not certain of, but would have a stab at. Okay. So I've okay, got so, four names in my head. Yeah, so if, if we mention a fullback, you've just got to give us another go because that's not fair. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so number one is Mark Quato. Mark Quato nearly scored in the corner. Correct. Yeah. Number, number two, the, the guy I'll mention, I'm sure he ran over. Uh, oh, I know the, this. The French, the French uh, Damien Try, was it? He ran yeah, over the... him or, or scored a try over him in the, the French semi final, and that was Lucy. He, yeah, he's a fullback, I would have guessed, though. No, Jason Robinson was J- Josh Lucy was on yeah. the wing. Correct. But Jason Robinson got injured in was it the first game or the, certainly the first round against South Africa or the pool stages against South Africa, and they were like desperately trying to get him back fit for the that's right the knockout stages in the final. So I'll go with the last one then. Oh, I, I'm going to go with a, a little bit of a wild one because there is there is another guy that I could go go for, and I think I, I think he was there. But I, you know, I want to show off a bit. What? Paul Saki. <laughs> so Paul Saki was the guy I was going to go for. But Ben Cohen would have been a safer option. No, Cohen Cohen not in that time. And I think because right. Hugo Monia played in 2009 Lions, but I don't think he he was there yeah. in the 2007. I think I think all his time. So you were going to go with Paul Saki yeah. as well, Phil. I was going to go for Paul Saki. Which would have meant, Phil, you got all three correct. And well done, JB. Yeah, you got two of those correct. So, uh, Phil, is a point up? nine. I I, I got Paul Saki. I said Paul Saki. You didn't get Josh (laughs) Lucy, though. Oh, yeah. No, no, I I would have said Josh Lucy. He just said it first. (laughs) Oh, okay, fine. Three points. Yeah, a draw. It's all all tied tied at nine all. Uh, 2011 now, and England's three scrum halves. Yeah, I know these. 2011, three scrum halves. Uh, 2011, what was last one? Which one was this? 2015 was the last. The New Zealand. New Zealand. Oh, goodness. Uh, mm. Yeah, I, I, I actually know this because I looked it up fairly recently. <laughs> so I, I do know this, definitely. Also, we'll wait okay. on JB then. What you got? Okay, we've got with Gomerson. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Gomesall, okay. no, is incorrect. Oh, Gomesall was in the 2003 squad. Yeah. Instead of Austin Healy. Way too late for, for Gomesall. All right, fine. Uh, Peter Richards, you're saying? Too late. Uh, Peter Richards was 2007, a scrum half. Um, so, no. You got, have another guess, JB? <laughs> I'm right, to just name the three. Yeah, just name the three, Phil. <laughs> um, the three, I've, I am Harry sure. Ellis. Harry Ellis. Three, I'm sure. <laughs> Harry Ellis had retired by then. <laughs> the three, yeah, I'm, 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 sure, I'm sure it was Ben Young's 
Joe Simpson and Richard Wigglesworth. And Danny, Danny Kerr didn't make the squad because it was relatively shortly after there was some kind of drink drive incident thing. <laughs> so I think there's those three Simpson, Wigglesworth, Youngs. Correct. Phil takes an almost unassailable lead as we move into 2015 and Hooker. Oh God, I've really oh, yeah. uh, I think I, I think I, I know this as well. I've got two. Third one. Oh, but did he play? Did he play? Interesting. Right. Okay. Okay. So you look at Youngs. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I go Youngs. I go. I then go. I then go Weber. Weber, correct. And the third Ooh. one was, did Hartley play? And no, he was banned. Yeah. Yeah. So, was he banned after the... Uh, was, it, was that the cheat? Was that the cheat incident? Yes. Calling Wayne Barnes the cheat. cheat. JB, JB you're, you're correct. Uh, it was Jamie George. Oh, Jamie George was there. Yeah. Well, that's a clear three to me, so that's a, that's a, that's a draw. Phil, Phil, won, <laughs> Phil won that one by two. Um... Yes. Well done, and thank you very much, Trevor Morgan. Appreciate it. Contact eggchasers at gmail.com with any quizzes, questions, thoughts, or anything else. We're at Rugby Podcast as well. So, uh, Scotland. Now, uh, they play against Samoa. Is it tomorrow morning? Tomorrow, tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning, yeah. our time, my time. Yeah. Um, so, where are you going to be? You, you chilling out in Okinawa for a bit? Well, yeah, we'll watch this in Okinawa. Uh, going to see see what's going on. Hopefully, try and get down to the beach. Maybe do some water sports. I imagine uh, JB, you're going to the airbase. Uh, funnily enough, I've been offered a tour. Uh, my good friend Paul Godfrey uh, has tried God to organise me a tour. But uh, God is compiled episodes. I, I suggest that you download, download that. Um, but unfortunately, I've lost my phone. So maybe maybe some high ranking US general is trying to get get hold of me now to show me around uh, Okinawa Air Base, <laughs> and I'm rudely ignoring him. So uh, it's it's, uh, it's bad times. It's um, well, wasn't it some place where? I, I, and again, this maybe I've just watched Karate Kid and took it very literally. But was it uh, was it the place where like karate sort of originated? It's exactly right. Exactly right. Exactly. Uh, the the uh, no, well, it's the home of, of Mr Miyagi. Basically. It is the home of Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> so it's the same thing then, that basically karate was invented by Mr. Miyagi. Well, I mean, he was one of the world's leading practitioners for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> he was. Give the Miyagi uh, family my regards while you're down there. I'll show him lots of deference. Um, <laughs> there is a bit of me. So this, uh, there's always um, a slight sinking feeling when, uh, and it was not going to happen for a week or two yet. But when the pool stage is finished and the games are con- confined to just you know two days I a week, know. I wish this pool it- pool stage could go on forever. Mm. <laughs> I agree. Just, um, just top level rugby union every single day of the week. Yeah. So we've got no- and not only that, right? Yeah, go on. We can we we, we can have it during during midweek, and we spoke about it before. We can speak about it, speak about it again. We carry on buying this drum until something happens. There should be not just the World Cup, but the World Plate at the same time. Because not only is it good for nations to play, get exposure, the, the rugby's bloody brilliant. I was watching Georgia, Uruguay. Who knew the Uruguay were that good? Uruguay looked like a very, very good rugby team. These teams should, should be playing more. And it'd be brilliant. I, I, I do agree. I, I think it's just the, as we've said before, it's people like Murad Bujalal and Nigel Ray would just go, you what? 
Um, no, you're not having... Imagine if England or France drop into that. I mean, unfortunately, I, we don't have to imagine what it would have been like after 2015. Oh, I, 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 I mean, I, I can describe it in great detail what it would be like <laughs> if, uh, if England were to go in the group stage, if that would help. But you, you, you're just not going to have the the owners of these clubs saying, yeah, sure, you I don't know. I'm a player for now. I, 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 I don't know. I mean, I think... I think if you're going to find, I don't think you'll find a more enthusiastic supporter of rugby union than Nigel Ray. So I, I, I don't know. I'd have to ask, I'd have to ask owners whenever I encounter them. But um, you know, to me, that's, that's the obvious, that's the obvious thing, thing to do. I might even go one step further and incorporate the women's World Cup at, at the same time, so you could do nothing but watch rugby all day, all day, every day. Yeah, but then, yeah. but then there'll be such a vacuum after that. Yeah, yeah, it'd be, it'd be tough. Imagine that if, if you feel sad after the regular World Cup's over, imagine if you've got that, that hyper World Cup with everything all the time, all the rugby. Yeah. All, the, all time, the rugby yeah. all the time. That it, would be... It, it, yeah, you're right, actually. That could lead... To, that could have a spike in depression amongst <laughs> rugby fans. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, well, on, on, the, on the Georgia-Uruguay game, just um, we, we watched... Um, a good chunk of the game before we, we um, flew this morning. Um, something that I can't remember who, I'm not going to be able to give credit to this on Twitter, but I noticed that someone pointed out that Georgia, of, of Georgia's back row options for this game, in this, this 23, I know they had Gorgodza, yeah. Gorgadza and Georgadza. <laughs> George, George Gadza. The three of them. Uh, cr- crazy, crazy commentator's nightmare. Gorga, yeah, that's uh, not easy, is it? No, few issues. But a good, a good result, good result for Georgia. That yeah, it this, is. This actually. is the the Georgia Fiji game is going to be very interesting. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I think the Samoa, I think the Samoa Scotland game is going to be interesting. It really matters to Scotland. It does, and I, I actually, I do expect that Scotland will bounce back. I, th- I yeah. think they will. I think they will. They, they they will have. So they know they have to. But I think they will. You will see a positive reaction, and you will see a good Scotland performance. They'll have a platform up front, and they. I think you'll see the best from from Finn and uh, from Russell Stewart Hogg, assuming oh, that they have been named in the the team. I'm not actually checked the the Scotland team. Well, they could have been. They couldn't have been any worse than last time. Uh, no, they couldn't. <laughs> Uh, right. Have you done everything? No, we haven't done everything. Well, just well, just one quick point that's just come in as we, um, you know, about five minutes before we started uh, this call. Piers Francis has not been found um, guilty of a red cardable offence and therefore um, will not have any suspension. Well done, Piers Francis. Um, yeah, we've missed a we, we, we've missed a huge thing actually. I think I, I'm assuming uh, uh, there'll be. I just, I just need to know what, what type of... Uh, do they have biscuits in Japan that he could have taken to his disciplinary hearing? Was that his secret? Some, gre- <laughs> some of those green tea Kit Kats that were a limited edition a while back, maybe? I don't know. No, I think, I think they'll be nibbling on a raw octopus or something like that. Um, yeah, before we all pack up and leave and me and Phil get another beer, um, yeah, uh, big news which we've not spoken about or big event we've not spoken about yet. Um, Premiership Cup this weekend. Do you want watch it? Oh yeah, I watched lots. Of, I watched lots of it. Jay. I was working. Were you not working? Yeah. Yeah. So I watched, I watched it? up close and personal. It's wonderful. It's a fantastic competition. Actually, two great games, and the, the world feels 
right again with Leicester being a bit more Leicester at home. Leicester being strong at Welford Road as they were. They had a, a fantastic performance looked against Exeter. Yeah, was- albeit a very, very young uh, and I, I, I don't expect, well, maybe one or two of the Exeter players that were involved to be involved come the Premiership opening day. But they look really good. And then Wasps looked very much more like Wasps yesterday against Northampton, winning at Franklin's yeah. Gardens against a good well, Northampton team. Funny enough, these things do matter. Because uh, when I was watching the, uh, uh, the games yesterday, I bumped into a couple of Leicester Tigers fans. And they were talking about their victory against uh, against. Uh, Against Exeter in the in the Prem Cup, but yeah, actually, it it is important, particularly for teams like Leicester. Um, I've just checked the Scotland squad. I'm happy to announce that Finn Russell and Stuart Hogg are both starting, and it it Good. does look like it looks like the strongest squad that Scotland can put out pretty much. easily. Yeah, they're going with a big bunch of boys. They've gone for some bigger men in the back row, which I think is obviously to combat. Samoa and their physicality. So, yeah, um, and and lo- losing losing Hamish Watson is a real blow for devastating. He he is not the biggest, but he's he's such a, a handful, so abrasive. Love him, but he's he's out obviously. There we go. Right, shall we um shall, shall, we, wrap, shall we wrap this up? Yeah, just I mean, one little, one little bit, bit of homework. Yeah. If you go, if you chat, oh, yes, to, if you chat to any Japanese or or any rugby fans living in Japan who speak good English or whatever. I ask them just what their view is on the Sunwolves because it's it's been shut down and um, it'd be interesting oh, yeah. to see what they think about the Sunwolves and the, the thing is right we all, yeah so interestingly about the Sunwolves everyone keeps talking about oh so so short sighted to kill off the Sunwolves mm-hmm. problem is the Sunwolves probably wouldn't be the best team in the it's it team team in in the Japanese league let alone Super Rugby. Uh, if you think about it, the Sunwolves are a device in order to extract. Japanese money away from the J League or or whatever that they play, uh, play in is that the football league top league. league top league or whatever it is right to to support Southern Hemisphere rugby you know frankly if they disappear yeah it's a shame it'd be nice if they were successful yada 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 but um, you know Japan has a, a pretty big league of its own with a, with a fair bit of cash so you know swings and roundabouts guess so. Yes, so right, go and enjoy your evening, and uh, and yeah, well now we know this works and stuff. What, what, how long are you in Okinawa for? Oh, sorry, you missed one of the the the, the Premiership Cup results, Tim. <laughs> oh, did I? I didn't notice that I'd missed anything else. Yeah. No, uh, oh right, was, was, that, was that was that a full strength sales side beating uh, the oh, 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 Saracens Academy team? <laughs> it was not a full strength sell uh, side. Actually, young Tom Curtis was playing, who is the son of ex captain um, Dean Schofield. Wow! There you go. So yeah, we had uh, they had um, one, uh, one or two one or two young lads in in themselves. And don't forget, first um, win at Alliance Park, and also a team that really handed it to Wasps last week. True. That is that. That's very. That's very true. Can't argue with it. Um, Can't argue with it. Right. So, so you've got a, uh, you've got a couple a couple of days in Okinawa, and then on yep. to Tokyo. Two, two, no, two two days no. in Okinawa. Then when we fly to Fukuoka for USA versus France on Wednesday, we then fly to Tokyo but travel to Hakone, which is a national park near Mount Fuji, 
for two days of relaxation in the onsen spas. Yep. Wow. And then then five days in Tokyo to watch you, England, you Argentina, would... and USA, France. Wow. No, you would hate, USA, you'd hate it all, Tim. I know, it sounds, it. It sounds third world. Um, just, just, it's not your thing. <laughs> just one thing, as you're going about your business, one thing I've, there, there hasn't been enough of from you know, uh, people in the rugby fraternity who are out in Japan working, there hasn't been enough uh, little videos on Twitter of bullet trains. Um, so if you could <laughs> make sure you get oh, some... Oh, me, it's... As soon as I see one, I'll be taking a picture of a, of a bullet train. I've not seen one yet, but I cannot. I can hardly describe my excitement of just the thought of seeing one. So, uh, yeah, I, I will be guilty of that, hands down. I'm going to go and have a uh, sportless, barren little gap of time in the grey skies of Manchester, tr- waiting until I can actually watch a bit of NFL later this evening. But um, I've got six boring hours, so in the meantime, you have a good time, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Phil, I'll see you in the uh, in the hall in about three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. What's, Bye. Cheer, what's cheers in Japanese? Oh, I did. Oh, remember. We, we have been we have been saying it, um, but I can't oh, remember right now. Right. Hold on, I'll, I'll, hold on. Um, we're not. We, we need to end the podcast with this. I'll just. It'll take me a second. I've got Google Translate up. Uh, Japanese to English. It begins with a K. I think. Cheers. Kanpai. 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 Yeah, I remember now. It's all flooding back to me. We did lots of Kanpai, Kanpai as well. Kanpai. Have fun, lads. Kanpai. Right, bye-bye. In a bit. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 